0: Welcome to the Deep Dive Spirituality Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell, and today it's a treat to have back my longtime friend, Dr. Robert Bob Tuttle, for another interview. Bob is professor emeritus of world Christianity at Asbury Seminary. I had the privilege of serving on the faculty with Bob for 10 years before his retirement. I've known him for almost a quarter of a century now. And he's the type of person that when you're in his presence, you're always blessed and you always come out on the other side as a, as a better human being and a better follower of Jesus. I can honestly say, Any spiritual advice that Bob has ever given me in my life has always been true, has always been timely. Bob's an author of many books, which you can find in the show notes, but today we're going to focus specifically on the role of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life. Bob has really good insights, great stories, and you're going to love this episode. Welcome back to the show, Bob. It's so great to see you. Oh,
1: it's great to be back.
0: And we're going to have a... Yeah, we're gonna have a great conversation on the Holy Spirit, so I'm just gonna get get you started because I know you have a lot of stuff to share. So, uh, talk about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit's revealed in Scripture.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll have to go back uh, before creation when uh, I have I in one of my books. I don't remember which one it was. I have a dialogue between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. my, in my, in my I'm, I've told you before, I'm cramming for finals at my age. I'll be 80 in two months. Uh, and I practice my hallelujahs. But whenever I say, God, I love you, God always responds. We know. And so I have a dialogue between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as they are anticipating creation. Uh, because God is the God of love. You know that. That's the that's the fruit of the spirit. All the other fruits are fruits of the fruit, but the fruit of the spirit is love. That's that's from from uh, uh, Galatians 5:22. Uh, but I have a, an image of, of the three persons of the Trinity in dialogue before creation, and because uh, they're 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 a God of love. Uh, love needs someone to love. Calvin missed that, uh, and so. They said, well, well, we we need to create. Uh, And so uh, they said, well, what if our creation is disobedient? I mean, if you can't say no, your yes is meaningless. So we have to give them them an opportunity to say no. What if they say no? And then they conclude that one of us is going to have to visit. it may be uh, a while down the road, but one of us is going to have to visit so that they can know who we are. And and the sun uh, volunteers, I'll go. And the spirit says, I'll go with you. So the sun is never without the spirit. Uh, the spirit is a part of creation, you know. It says here, in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So the Holy Spirit is at work from the beginning. And then uh, in the Old Testament, God reveals himself to Abraham in a way that Abraham could understand. You establish relationship in Abraham's day by cutting a covenant. It's very important. Uh, because when Adam fell, uh, he handed title deed to planet earth to the enemy. Now it's it's recovered. The The lamb recovers uh, the title deed to planet earth in in Revelation 5. You won't, might want to check that out. Uh, but that's in eternity. The church is redeemed in the present now. But the planet earth won't be redeemed until Jesus returns. But anyway, uh, God revealed himself to Abraham by cutting a covenant so that you walk between the halves of the animal. And if either of us betrays the covenant, might the same fate befall us. Might we be divided? Uh, But that was the old covenant. That covenant over, you you teach this all the time, propitiated like sweeping sin under the rug. But the new covenant, read Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. If you're taking notes, if you're on sabbatical, come on back. because it's important. Take notes. Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. Uh, all of salvation history pivots on those four verses. And then we have, jo- That I'll, I'll just read a little bit to you. Can you stand the straight stuff? We're going to give it to them
0: straight. That's the best way.
1: Okay. If it gets too good, just reach out and grab onto somebody. If you got to go up for crying out loud, take somebody with you, okay? <laughs> you love this. It says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. I will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors, so on and so forth. This is a covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will pursue my law in their minds. I will put my law into their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And then listen to this. You're going to love this. Listen carefully. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Hallelujah. Uh, Then, uh, the birth of Jesus. The old covenant was not sufficient to remove sin. But Jesus will be the sacrifice for the new covenant because sin came into the world through humankind. Sin can be taken out of the world only through a human sacrifice, but it has to be without blemish. Now show me a human without blemish and I'll worship him or her anywhere in the universe. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. And uh, and for Jesus, it, it begins in eternity, of course, But when Jesus goes to be baptized by John in the River Jordan, I've been there, bless my heart. Uh, And when Jesus comes out of the water, the dove descends upon him, a white dove descends upon him. Uh, I was once having my baptism renewed. uh, And as I was coming out of the water, a white dove settled right down over my head. I couldn't believe it. It It was amazing. Uh, and then Jesus is led by the Spirit. Are you listening? Was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. Now, he doesn't go without weapons. He takes his sword with him. The book of Deuteronomy, that's a sharp sword, by the way, that protrudes out of the mouth of Jesus when he returns. The sword of the Spirit, images of the, of the sword of the Spirit throughout the Old and New Testament. Takes his sword with him and, and defeats the enemy. Uh, and then he begins his ministry in the Spirit throughout the Galilee and Judah and across the Jordan on occasion. But uh, he begins his formal ministry. The first miracle is at Cana. You know that story. Uh, and his ministry, the Spirit of God is with him all the time. And the climax for this is, uh, You've heard of the Via della Rosa, the way of uh, the, the way of punishment. Uh, the, 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 most people think it begins uh, at the at the East Gate in in Jerusalem, but actually it begins up in Caesarea Philippi, mm. where Jesus clearly announces mm. his his death and resurrection. Peter, you know. Jesus calls Peter a rock one minute, and five verses later he calls him Satan. Get behind me, Satan, because he said, "No, no, 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 you're not going to die." Jesus says, "I'm the sacrifice for the new covenant, where sin is not only covered over but expiated, eck out, speate to root, to root out, where, where where sin is expiated, and that's the beginning of the Via Dolorosa. Jesus's mind is set for Jerusalem, for the crucifixion. From that moment on, from the from the uh from the Caesarea Philippi when you go to uh when Brian Russell takes you to the holy land make sure you go to Caesarea Philippi it's a wonderful place to begin your journey uh and Jesus of course goes goes to Jerusalem and on the eve of the crucifixion very important uh Jesus delivers what what I call uh the farewell discourse or uh uh, the, the upper room discourse. Some people call it the upper room discourse, where uh, from John, if you're taking notes, John 16, one, uh, to uh, 13, 1331 to 1633, the farewell discourse, 1331 to 1633. Have you got it written down? That's important. That's the farewell discourse. That's on the eve of the crucifixion. Where Jesus lays out the work of the Holy Spirit in what I call five Paraclete sayings. The Parakaleo para to the side of Kaleo to call in the Greek the one called to the side of. Actually, it's referred to in secular literature as the one who stands next to the one about to go into battle, saying "Sicum." So I don't like the translation of comforter, you know, too much. I like counselor much better. Uh, but the Paraclete, the one called to the side of, there are five sayings there. Let me start. Let me start. Uh, give you a little bit of the background there, if you don't mind. Uh, in John thirteen thirty one, uh, Judas has just been dismissed to do his deed. God bless him, old Judas. Bless his heart. He was the money keeper. And uh, every time Jesus would uh, accept something expensive from some of the women to pour oil on his feet, it made old Judas just seethe. And after one of those instances, he goes to the Pharisees and says, I'll betray Jesus. And he does. But now Jesus is almost relieved. Judas has just been dismissed. And and Jesus starts to talk talk about the Holy Spirit. Five sayings paraclete sayings. The first one is, uh, and I'm just going to focus on one this evening, or this morning, or whenever it is. Uh, The first one is John 14, 15. Mm -hmm. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, a paraclete, the trans, a trans advocate there to translate paraclete, to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live in you. Because I live. You also will live. The Holy Spirit, remember, Holy Holy Spirit's not coming to compensate for the absence of Jesus. Listen carefully. The Holy Spirit is coming to guarantee the presence of Jesus, Good. continuing presence of Jesus. Uh, you're going to uh, uh, use Bob Stamps uh, one of these days in one of these podcasts. You folks will love Bob Stamps. He kind of led me to Jesus in 1962, if you can believe that. But he says, faith Need something to touch, uh, and some, something to what? What is it? I've got it written down here. Something to do and something to touch. That's what the Eucharist is all about. The Eucharist is a is a slam dunk for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'll talk about that more in a moment. But for now, uh, the first Paraclete saying. The second one is in John fourteen twenty five. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, there it is, Paraclete again, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. I do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Sometime when you're reading the Bible, cover to cover, circle the do not be afraid uh, instances in the scriptures old and new testament it'll amaze you do not be afraid also remember and forget throughout the bible we remember and forget remember and forget remember and forget but mostly we forget that's why the holy spirit dwells within us to remind us we have lousy memories such lousy memories but the holy spirit reminds us holy spirit will bring to your remembrance. three the third paraclete saying uh, verse fifteen twenty six. when the advocate, there it is again, the paraclete comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Don't you love that? And then we have uh, the introduction for the fourth paraclete saying. I'm going to start reading with uh, John 16, 1. Are we okay so far, Brian?
0: So far, so good. Yeah, let's get these through, these, through the scriptures and I'm gonna ask some follow-up questions that I okay. know that folks are listening are gonna to wanna to know too. All
1: this I've told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they're offering a service to God, kind of like Saul before he became Paul. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that, I circle I always circle so that when I read the scriptures, so that when their, when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. You will remember. See, the Holy Spirit brings to, brings to our, our, our remembrance. I do not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things to you, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Why? Because his his sacrifice fulfills the nature of the new covenant where sin is rooted out, so that by virtue of your repentance and faith, that which is the epitome of the Eucharist, by virtue of repentance and faith, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. In a previous podcast, I talked about high pressure, low pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Hebrew word for wind is ruah. And wind moves from high pressure to low pressure. You can see out this window. I live on the, on the lagoon here in Vero Beach. Uh, and we've had low pressure come in here 200 miles an hour, let me tell you. And you know what word translates the word ruah uh, in the seventy and in the, in the Greek translations of the Hebrew Bible? Numa, spirit. Spirit translates the word wind. because that's, And that's no accidental metaphor because spirit, like wind, moves from high pressure to low pressure. At the end of the hour, we're going to uh, give you a chance to pray this prayer. So that you can experience afresh the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, but very truly, and none of you ask, where are you going? Uh, very, but very truly, uh, it is it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, here again, Paraclete, will not will not come to you. But if I go, this is what I want to talk about. If I go, I will send him to you, or her to you. Actually, the, the spirit is translated with uh, feminine uh, articles in, in, some, in some of the Old Testament. It's okay for you to call, uh, I have no nothing invested in a male God. My, my understanding of God is, is male and female. So rejoice. You can tell my bishop that he doesn't mind. He believes <laughs> it. I've mentored him for 25 years. I've tried to convince him of that. Uh, But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove to the world uh, to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness, and of judgment. About sin because people do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and they will see me no more and of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged now let me go through those of sin because they do not believe in me what's the heart of sin unbelief are you listening and so ask ask the spirit of the living god you can't conjure belief uh ask the spirit of god to reveal herself to you in such a way that you might sense an awareness of God's presence in your life and know that Jesus is Lord. I believe believe everything the New Testament says about Jesus. I'm not a fundamentalist, but I, I believe everything. The scripture is the ultimate authority. When push comes to shove, that's where I go for truth. So, uh, yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. So let me let me
0: follow, jump in right there with a, a really good question because now you're talking about we we pray to the Spirit um, and that we have the Scriptures that tell us these things. You've been in ministry for a long time, and this is why I really wanted to get you on to talk about the Spirit. <clears throat> um, a lot of people talk about living by the Spirit, and you've talked use your you've talked about your low pressure, high pressure illustration. Um, how do we make sure personally? that we're not thwarting the Spirit's work in our life. Because, uh, so if, if we wanna see real fruit, um, how would you, how, how do you mentor people so that they actually can open themselves up to the Spirit and not simply retreat back to do what Paul would say, which would be to live life according to the flesh by their own strength and their own power. So what, what has to happen for us to become a low pressure area in our own lives?
1: You realize your walk with God is constant and habitual. Yes. It's it's a relationship with God. Uh, I want you to get to the place where you have a relationship with the living God. First of all, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to enable you to believe in that that living God, because there is a living God and that living God will will make herself known to you. Now, this is the way it happens. I spend time in the word. I just was just telling Brian before we uh, opened our session that I've never been closer to God than I have in the last two or three years. Uh, it's a part of my cramming for finance. but it's also uh, a part of, I, I, I read when Jesus drove, when the spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness, the temple, the devil tempted him and she took him to a high mountain and showed him everything and said, uh, Everything you see I own, it's mine. And I'm, of course, I'm asking myself, well, how did you get the title to lead to planet Earth? Well, that's the price of the fall. Uh, but then uh, we go to Revelation 5. Actually, Revelation 3. John wrote the same person who wrote the Farewell Discourse, wrote the book of Revelation. He was in exile, probably on the Isle of Patmos, maybe 90, 95 years old, who knows? He was the only apostle, not martyr. Uh, and he, he, he has the ch- letters to the seven churches of Asia. Sometime let uh, Brian take you to the seven churches of Asia. Uh, I've been to every one of them. I start in Istanbul and go down to Ankara and then take a bus from Ankara across through Antioch and then uh, uh, Colossae, Laodicea, and then to uh, Ephesus and so on and so forth, Smyrna, Philadelphia all those wonderful places. Uh, but uh, John writes the letters to the seven churches of Asia. E- every one of those letters concludes with the word overcome those who overcome, actually triumph in some translations, uh, those who overcome, this will happen. The good stuff will happen. And then in chapter four, John is transposed by the spirit uh, to the heaven, to heavenly, to a heavenly vision where suddenly he's standing before the throne of grace. And then beginning in chapter five, uh, uh, the scroll is there, but no one is worthy to open the scroll. And so he begins to weep. And, And one of the elders comes up and says, John, grow up. There's someone here who's worthy. And he points to the throne of God and standing in the midst of the throne is whom? The lamb looking as if it had been slain. Would you love him? The one who volunteered to come to earth that we might know who God is. And so in your walk, uh, to experience the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, ask God to increase your faith and then learn to talk to God as you would talk to Brian, or to me, or to your best friend, or to your spouse, or to your children. Talk to God, knowing that God listens. Every time I talk to God, I'm amazed. God, how can you do this? With millions of people praying to you at the same time. And God always says, well, Bob, uh, you'll understand one day. In the meantime, just know that I'm here and that I'm listening. I want you to know in your heart that the Holy Spirit will help you realize that Know in your heart that God is here and God is listening to your prayers. That's the work of the Spirit. Uh, So uh, convince the world of sin because they do not believe in me. So belief comes from, sometimes belief comes from doing. Uh, uh, There are people with different views on this. The Quakers have one view. Uh, The Moravians had another view. The Amish have another view. I believe that faith uh, comes comes by uh, spending time with the by the Spirit, spending time with the living God, talking to God, so that suddenly you begin to realize, whoa, because you sense God answering the prayers through the Spirit. See, I sense God answering. Uh, and and as I walk in the morning, practicing my hallelujahs, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, practicing my hallelujahs, I'm experiencing the presence of the living God who walks there. with. Can you believe Lord God of the universe loves me that much? That that Lord God of the universe, Father, we know, you know, every I tell God I love you, we know, uh, talks to me. Uh, and, you know, I I... My, my Duke University professors uh, used to kid me. Uh, I, was, I, was, I never took a, a course in religion at Duke. But I, I had a major in philosophy and it had history. And my philosophy teachers would just to say, Tuttle, grow up. God doesn't God talk to you. <laughs> I know better. I would, I, would, I would stake my life on it. And God not only talks to me and to Brian, but God talks to you. Even as I'm speaking, the spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. Be open, just be open. Be yeah, open to faith. Yes.
0: Yeah, let's let's push right there because I think I mean that's a critical thing. You're you're giving this, this wonderful testimony. Um, and you know, I've known you for a long time, and you're talking about the witness of the spirit but there's going to be people that are listening that that they 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 can't experience it for some reason have so how do you help people i mean you've mentored hundreds of people now over the course of of your life and you've you've been with um with persons that have probably deeply struggled with say past traumas or or pain yeah. i mean i know you've had a fair bit of, of of trauma in your own life at different levels but you've still been able to stay open and be able to hear the holy spirit how do you help someone who's It's for whatever reason they're closed down, they've been trampled down by life, and maybe and they're maybe even skeptical. How do you help that type of a person to be able to listen for the voice of the spirit?
1: Most of my theology comes from the book of Hebrews, Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes from Hebrews 9 and 10. Early on in Hebrews, uh, the author of Hebrews I hope it was Priscilla, perhaps it was Apollos. I don't know, it wasn't Paul. Paul no more wrote Hebrews than I wrote Twelfth Night. Uh, Uh, it talks about perseverance. Yeah. Children of God, I love you, and God is God is God loves you so much. You know why? Because you're you're so lovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, persevere. Uh, if at first you don't believe, try try again. Uh, keep keep on praying. Keep on talking to God, and I promise you, at some point, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal herself more and more. I promise you this. I stake my life on it. Don't make me die and go to heaven and come back and haunt you. I'm telling you the truth. You persist, persevere, perseverance all through the book of Hebrews. If, if you per- persevere, worship is important, but just being open. Uh, don't let anyone uh, tell you that God uh, does not listen to you. Uh, I uh, I've taught in theological seminaries for over 50 years. Can you believe that? In theological seminaries. Uh, we don't we don't do near a good enough job. We're 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 we're, we're uh, keepers of the law, you know, the Pharisees. The the seminary professors they drove Jesus nuts. Uh, He never says, has anything good to say about seminary professors, keepers of the law. Neither does Stanley Jones, by the way. God bless his heart. He had a bad experience there. He never went to seminary, interestingly enough, because he spent a couple of months at Princeton once. But anyway, uh, persevere. Don't let anyone discourage you. My philosophy teacher said, Toto, you're dreaming. There's no God. Uh, And but I knew there was. And 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 between uh, Easter, uh, I mean between Thanksgiving in 1962 and Easter of 1963, I had these doubts, and that's when let me tell you what happened to me. I may have told you before. Uh, I was visiting Bob Stamps and my girlfriend, uh, and I was rooming with Bob, and I and I, I needed faith, and so I had these doubts. Uh, once or twice a week, I'd, I'd wonder if there is any God, and I'd be—you could see me—and but if I could get to the fifth floor of my fraternity house, into the closet, shut the door, I could pray it away. So once or twice, maybe three times a week, you'd see Bob Tuttle jogging across the quad at Duke University, up five flights of stairs, into the closet, shut the door, pray it away. But finally, I said, God, I—I I know you're tired of me keeping you up nice. I need faith. I need the gift of faith. So I'm rooming with Bob Stamps, I, and I. I've got, a, I've got my little King James Bible. I had concordance in it. I looked up faith and it talked about Hebrews 11. So I went to the bathroom, sat on the little fluffy top of the commode and started reading Hebrews 11 about 11 o'clock at night and five, by five o'clock the next morning, reading Hebrews 11. Oh, I don't recommend, recommend this necessarily for you because what's freedom for some people can be bondage for others. I'm just giving you a witness five o'clock in the morning the spirit of God borewins with my spirit that I was a child of God and from that moment I've never had a moment's doubt about a moment's doubt about God's presence in my life and moment, I never had a moment's doubt about God's presence in the world now that that's that's not because of virtue that had no, nothing to do with my spirituality that was a gift it was the gift of faith we'll talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit there are four lists of the gifts of the Holy Spirit first Corinthians 12 where the nine gifts are are listed. Uh, Wisdom, knowledge, discernment. uh, I'm not giving them in order here. Uh, Healing, working of miracles. Tongues, interpreting tongues. There are nine gifts there. Faith. uh, But then uh, uh, Ephesians 4 is another list. Uh, First Peter 4. So you have, you have, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter 4. Those are the four lists of the, where the gifts are, are enumerated. There's only one gift common to all four lists. Do you know what that is? Prophecy. When's the last time you heard a word of prophecy in the church? Whoa. Wow. Uh, but the gifts, you don't own the gifts. But anyway, God gave me the gift of faith. had nothing to do with my... It was a gift from God to keep me where Brian is. I I, I wanted. I wanted to. I was tired of keeping God up nights. I was tired of these these moments of doubt. And so I said, God, do a new work in me. Now that's not necessarily the remedy for your uh, 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 position, but I promise you, if you practice the presence of God, one of my old mystic friends of John of the Resurrection. or was it Lawrence? Who, who is it? The oh, practicing- Brother Lawrence who wrote oh. The Practice the Presence of God, yes. Yeah, uh, I, used to, I used to read him. But practicing the presence of God, yeah. uh, the Spirit of God will become uh, more increasingly real. The fact that just the fact you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. on the Holy Spirit says something about you. I got you figured out already. You don't fool me for a minute. You're in for a blessing. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying... I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready to experience afresh, the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. And at the end of our hour, we're we're going, we're going to talk about that. Okay, the Holy Spirit will convince the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of righteousness, why? Because I go to the Father and they will see me no more. Now, what gets into heaven? Sin can't get into heaven. And so for Jesus, to pronounce, because I go to the Father and they will see me now. What's he saying about himself? I am without sin. I am without blemish. Read all the Old Testament references uh, to uh, sacrifice and they always say, I think maybe without exception, without blemish. Don't give me your one-eyed goat. I want your best. Without blemish. Jesus, without blemish, went to the cross and died to fulfill what? The, not the old covenant, which just covers covers cover sin over, but the new covenant, which mm-hmm. roots sin out. Yeah. That's what Jesus did for us. The lamb, looking as if it had been slain, before the foundation. By the way, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit had that figured out.
0: Talk. Let's talk about the fruits of the Spirit. Then, so you, you know, you've been talking about the gifts and stuff. Well, the gifts and the fruit. So uh, that's so. What role do the gifts and the fruit itself play? Um, are they proof that you've been filled with the Spirit? Are they the goal of being filled with the Spirit? Or are they things that we should be desiring? So, And what does that look like in, the, in a life if we're going to be living in the Spirit, Bob?
1: First of all, Galatians 5.22 says the fruit, singular, singular there in the Greek, the fruit of the Spirit, and then there's joy, peace, long-suffering, generous self-control against, their, against the against that against the, there is no law. Uh, you have to see everything in light of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. Those who, those who, uh, those who love God, know God. Those who do not, this is, this is 1 John 4. Those who do not love, do not know God. Do you know what that means? It means that those who do not love, do not know God. Plain, simple, simple as that. Uh, So the fruit of the spirit is love and love. I'm asking God every day. I, I, I do it different ways. I sometimes say, God, sweeten me up. I want to be sweeter. Diane and I were once listening to a video audio tape driving down to Florida uh the midford files or something like that. And the, the, the couple was looking for one word to describe the other. And I said, Diane, what one what one word would you use to describe me? You'll never believe what she said. Kind. And I've been busting my tail to live up to it ever since. Is she smart or what? It's a wonderful
0: thing to say about somebody
1: yes i tell you i received it i didn't I, I i didn't feel like i deserved it but i've been trying to deserve it ever since i want to be kind i want to be loving i don't i don't believe i have an enemy in the world That's can good. you believe that i have no more resentment and i've i've been through a lot of pains as, as uh, brian has suggested but uh in i've told you that about one of those experiences where the resentment just psh, went right out of me. Resentment it, it will, will quench the spirit quicker than anything I know. So if you have any resentment toward anyone, let's settle it today. Please, I'm begging you. That's, that's just, that, that's an incredibly terrible uh, deterrent from, from the an awareness of God's spirits in your life. And when you and when you're willing, you can't give your resentment to God. Are you listening? You wish. Uh, we're not saved by works, we're saved by faith, but uh, the spirit of the living God, uh, forgot what I was saying.
0: Uh, well, we are talking about resentment and you're talking about how your wife said you were kind, and uh, yeah.
1: Right, it, resentment is, is, is the greatest, one of the greatest deterrents for an awareness of God's spirit in your life. So uh, at the end of the hour, let's pray this prayer, God, I don't want any enemies. I pray this prayer a lot, even though I don't have any enemies. I pray this prayer a lot. Uh, I may have enemies. I don't know, but uh, I don't know about it. I don't want to know about it. Uh, but God, uh, as far as I know my own heart, I'm willing for you to take this from me. I can't give it to you. If I could give it to you, I wouldn't need you. But as far as I know my own heart, I'm willing for you to take this resentment from me. Uh and I want to renew my faith and trust in your son, Jesus. And you know what happens at that point? That resentment, God, God God. will take that resentment right out of you. So that no more resentment. So that suddenly you're aware of God's presence in your life. Suddenly the Holy Spirit is there. I'm telling you that God's honest truth. If you're having difficulty realizing the presence of God, perhaps it's because of some deep seated resentment. So go, go, people. That's that's the fruit of the spirit. Now the gifts of the spirit. Uh, there are twenty-two, uh, and there, there are thousands of gifts, by the way. But there are twenty-two listed in the four list I gave you. Twenty yes. gifts of the spirit. Uh, but those are given by the spirit of God to enable you to minister effectively in your sphere of influence. God has more invested in your ministry than you do. Our, the ministry that God has given to us gives our lives meaning and purpose. That's why I get up in the morning. I want to be an, an instrument of grace because I've just, I've just, over the years, I've realized that what joy I receive uh, in being an instrument of grace, right in this room, right behind me. My neighbor downstairs. They came up for dinner for he and his wife, and he said, "I hear you're religious." And I said, "Well, yeah, I am." He said, "Well, I'm an atheist." And you know what I did?
0: I gave him a hug. What'd you What'd you do to him?
1: No, well, I I sat there and wept. Oh, right in front of him? Right in front of him. I couldn't help myself. Wow. I cried. Didn't say a thing to him. Well, how did he respond
0: to that? That's astonishing.
1: He sat there and looked at me. Uh, and now we're we're becoming more and more friends. I finally got him. he was he was insisting he broke his neck, but he survived. And he says, I'm lucky. Uh, years ago, he broke his neck he, in, a, in a work, uh, I fell off a roof. And uh, he used to say, well, I'm lucky. I said, no, you're not lucky. You're blessed. Luck has no one to thank. Blessing has someone to thank. I want to move you from luck to blessing so that I can help you. He said, Tuttle, I'm going to be all dressed up, no place to go. And I say, my dear, sweet brother, uh, we're going to get you beyond that. And so I pray for him every day and I see him every day, practically. Uh, And more and more, I sense the spirit of God at work. But that first encounter, all I knew how to do was to weep. I didn't feel like I could preach. I didn't feel like I had anything to say. And that communicated to him. I've never done it before. I don't know that I'll do it again, but that's just what happened in that moment. And that's because I love the guy. He's a good man. Yeah. I'm not going to let him go to hell. I'm. Um,
0: um, you know, I was just thinking how amazing that is when you think of all the ways, um, you know, and you have a lot of, uh, I've heard you talk a lot, tell a lot of stories about different ways that you've left people to Christ, but you know, in, in our context right now, everybody's so divided and all mad at each other and everybody yeah. wants to argue you. And again, this guy wasn't necessarily being argumentative, he just stated a position that was completely opposite of yours. Right. And today we would just, um, I don't know, we'd just start shouting the person down. You actually just shed tears for a person. What would our world look like if we learned to shed a few more tears for people that disagreed with us, right? Yeah,
1: yeah I haven't wow. told this story very often. Wow, wow. that's
0: powerful. So, yeah. well, keep both, um,
1: of sin, because they do not believe in me, unbelief being in the heart of sin, of righteousness, because I go to the Father and they will see me no more. Jesus, uh, 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 was righteous, so he he could go to the Father. That's proof of his sinlessness. That lamb looking as if it had been slain. Uh, and then finally, of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, kind people, uh, uh, the ruler, one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I promise you. Uh, Satan is on a tether, like you put a dog. Put a stake down, put a dog on a tether. The dog only has the range of its tether. Uh, You take your eyes off Jesus, slip within the range of the devil's tether, he'll have your lunch. But keep your eyes on Jesus. That's another secret. Because that guarantees the presence of the living God, the Holy Spirit, will always honor. The ruler at this world has been judged. I do not want you to be intimidated anymore. Claim. I I, I remember I took uh, 15 Northwestern students to Brazil one time and I was preaching in a great big old auditorium uh, and uh, uh, gave an invitation and there were four lines, one was for salvation, one was for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's not necessarily my theology by the way, don't get hung up on tongues. I'm a tongue talker. I'm a tongue talking fool. But I, you don't need tongues to be baptized the Holy Spirit for crying out loud. Anyway, yes. I'll tell you that story sometime. Thirdly, the salvation, uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, healing, and deliverance. And you'd think these 15 Northwestern students wouldn't go anywhere of the deliverance line. Every one of them went to the deliverance line. And they'd get on their knees in front of the person being pr- prayed for, and they the devil would manifest and bite them. And so that evening I gave him a little lesson. Don't ever kneel in front of the the devil. Wow! You stand on your two feet and take authority in the name of Jesus, take authority. I command you come out in the name, name, you take authority. You learn how to take authority. God, God wants us to do that in the name of Jesus. The Son of the Living God, the Lord of my life, come out of that person. Take authority. Don't put up with the devil anymore. The ruler of this world has been judged. That's what it says here. That's what the Holy Spirit teaches us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And then let me just, just briefly read you about the fifth, that fifth Paraclete thing, okay? just a couple of verses.
0: No, it's read- fine. We'll do that. This is, and we'll start, we'll start winding things down then. But this is good. We got through all five. This is perfect,
1: Bob. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own. On his own. He will speak only what He hears. And He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive, uh, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So Jesus, on the eve of the crucifixion, uh, I call it his last will and testament, is telling the disciples, uh, what to expect, how the Holy Spirit will, will manifest and will bless them and will lead them through ministry and prepare them for Pentecost. I tell you, a uh, scruffy bunch of better always dickering as to who's to be first in the kingdom of God. Right, right. Uh, uh, I mean, they they get anointed. I mean, Peter got rid of his rooster complex, I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit came on them at Pentecost. Holy Spirit. Read Peter's. There are five patron sermons in in that first part of the book of Acts. After after old Peter, uh, uh, I'm I'm looking him up in heaven. I, I, I love old Peter. Uh, but after Peter gets baptized with the Holy Spirit, he gets, he preaches those five sermons in the first half of the book of Acts. Read them sometime. Just Mark them and read them. Okay. It's good.
0: Yeah. So let's let's start uh, kind of winding the conversation down. I mean, this has been really helpful. You've given us a wide-ranging kind of overview of Scripture. We end up zeroing in on those five paraclete sayings. We've talked about uh, the gifts. Uh, we've also talked about um, you know, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, the fruit of the, the Holy gift, Spirit.
1: Gifts have to be ruled by the fruit. If, if the gifts are not ruled by the fruit, they're not the gifts of the Spirit. They're someone else's gifts,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a that's a critical. I mean, obviously, that's a critical insight because part of the, of the of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is actually um, it's sanctification, right? And so it's and that's where the fruit stuff comes in. And sometimes we want the power without the holiness piece right. of that. And so um, that's a that's a, a critical role. So let, let's do two things to kind of wrap this conversation up. Um, I want to I, I want you to pray for everybody. I think we'll end with that. I think that'd be the most powerful way to end. But how about folks curiosity has been um has been has been peaked a little bit so you've given some scriptures that they should be taking a look at these four lists of the gifts for example you've talked you've got people to read um the, the 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 farewell or the the discourse the community the farewell discourse in john um and you've also um um, talked about this, the preaching in, in the book of Acts. So, if, But if somebody wants to get a little bit of literature, what would be a couple of books on the Holy Spirit that you found really helpful that are maybe generally accessible to most people that would be listening to this?
1: First of all, let me give you some biblical verses. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, Stanley Jones once uh, uh, let me study that uh, chapter with him alone. And he started off by saying, Brother Bob, Paul dipped his pen in the blood of his broken heart and set pain to music. Wow. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, So the gifts were always seen within the context of the fruit. Uh, So study the scriptures. Study. I spend a lot of time. Well, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the Gospels were written to be read aloud around the table. The common table this is how the church began and to begin to begin the, the fellowship they were each given a little piece of bread do you know that the first i mean matthew written written to convince the world that jesus fulfilled all 300 plus old testament prophecies uh, mark is probably the words of peter mark is transcribing the words of peter luke is the physician and john is the disciple whom Jesus loved. But those, those were written to be read around the table. And at the beginning of the meal, you were given a piece of bread. And at the end of the meal, you were given the wine. So the Eucharist surrounded the fellowship. And while the scriptures were being read, at the while the people were eating. I love that. That's the beginning of the church, Universal. Yes. I want you to have more of that. Uh,
0: what about some other literature?
1: A book that's meant a lot to me, is a book by uh, the, the, the pastor to the Pope, uh, Cantalamesa, C-A-N-T-A-L-A-M-E-S-S-A, Come Creator Spirit, a liturgical press. Uh, I love that book. It would do you good to read it, Come Creator Spirit. There's a detailed commentary on the famous hymn, uh, Veni Creator, use, using the hymn as a guide. Mesa provides insights on the Holy Spirit with reflection, hymnography of Christian tradition, and testimonies of the saints for all those who wish to seek a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. I like Gordon Fee's book, Paul in yeah. the Spirit of the, uh, and Paul the Spirit and the People of God, Hendrickson Publisher. I like C- Craig Keener's book, Gift, Gift and Giver: The Holy Spirit for Today. I love Clark Pinnock's book, uh, I've known him for 50 years, Flame of Love, InterVarsity Press, Clark Pinnock, P-I-N-N-O-C-K, and then I've written a book, Sanctity Without Starch, A Lay Person's Guide to a Wesleyan Theology of Grace, and you realize that grace and spirit are synonymous on all of Wesley's works. So when Wesley's talking about prevenient grace, I talked about this earlier, in, another, in an earlier podcast. Prevenient is the Holy Spirit at work in your life from conception to conversion, preventing you from moving so far from the way that when you finally understand the claims of the gospel upon your life, the Holy Spirit guarantees your freedom to say yes. Justifying grace is the work of the Holy Spirit at the moment of conversion, and sanctifying grace is the continuing work of the Spirit uh, molding us into the mind of Christ so that we uh, Wesley said until imputed righteousness becomes imparted righteousness, we're not ripe for glory. That's uh, what sanctification is all about where the Holy spirit roots out the sin in our lives. Before we can, can get converted, it's not three steps back, no steps forward. It's just for every two steps forward, we have three steps back. And after you get converted, it's not three steps forward, no steps back. It's just for every two steps back, we have three steps forward. So we're, we're being perfected in love. Uh,
0: Why don't we do one more thing before we close off? Let's 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 pray. Somebody's listening here. Uh, they, they want to receive the Spirit. Uh, maybe they don't feel, or maybe they want to have a, a fresh sense of the Spirit's present in their life. Would you give us one of your, I would almost say, legendary Bob Tuttle prayers that uh, <laughs> may, may help somebody along the way here and really bless our audience?
1: Will I ever. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, we're, I'm always ready. I'm always ready.
1: Well, I love that about you. Let's pray. Lord, we're grateful for your presence. And I'm grateful for everyone who's sitting in on this podcast. I pray, Lord Jesus, with all of my heart, that you would give them an awareness of your presence in your life. Oh, they might not feel anything. That's not so important. But I want them to know in their minds and in their hearts that you are there with them and that you love them. And you're always making more of yourself available. So keep us hungry. Keep us open. Continue to enable us to repent of our sins sin that which separates us from God and from you and from ourselves and those around us. Uh, And faith, faith is uh, getting on the airplane, believing that the airplane will take us where we need to go. So God, enable us in this moment to renew our repentance. God, pray this prayer with me. Lord God of the universe, as far as I know my own heart, I'm willing for you to take whatever resentment is in me, even if I'm not aware of it or whatever sin is in my life Even if I'm not aware of it, I'm willing for you to take that from me. I can't get them to you. If I could get them to you, I wouldn't need you. But as far as I know my own heart, I'm willing for you to take them from me. As I, in this moment, renew my faith and trust in your son, Jesus. Jesus, by the power of your spirit, thank you for sending your spirit, not to compensate for your absence, but to guarantee your presence. Jesus, make yourself known to us in this moment. Enable us to anticipate uh, your presence as we take next take the communion, the, the Eucharist, the sacrament. Faith sometimes needs something to do, needs something to touch. God, as we, as we pray this prayer, give us an awareness of your presence. Remind us again and again how much you love us. I'm grateful for Brian Russell and for his willingness to share this time of all of you, and for allowing me to come and to participate. What a joy Uh, to pause in in the middle of a busy morning uh, and to acknowledge your presence, Lord God of the universe. Thank you, Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, hear me now. It is done. Hallelujah and amen.
0: amen amen well bob thank you so much for being my guest today yeah let's get let's have one yeah that's awesome yeah I, I love it yeah um and thanks everybody for listening all the way to the end if you can have any uh any questions you can send those in uh, until next time live by faith be known by love and be voices of hope in our world amen. amen amen thank you so much for listening to the deep dive spirituality conversations podcast all the way to the end if you found this episode particularly helpful, would you share it with your network and or leave a review to help other people find it? If you want to find out a little bit more about the guests or find links to resources mentioned during the podcast, check out the show notes. And if you're interested in finding out some information about my forthcoming book in late 2021 on centering prayer, please check out Centering Prayer Book. Dot com. If I could serve you in any way, reach out via email, deepdivespirituality@gmail.com. Until next time, be a blessing to someone today.